Welcome to track number two of Who is He that Overcomes the World? Show 
today thank you for the opportunity that we have in your presence again we are grateful that you are building us up to be a great army strong army that will win the battle for you for your kingdom for your name use us lord prepare us and help us in this time in jesus name we pray amen Amen. all right you may be seated wow are you excited to be here are you enjoying the campus is it changing
Speed. I hear you didn't have water today. No problem. It's just like Legon, isn't it? It's better. The water will run, don't worry. And water is going to be better than Golden Chili Hotel. <laughs> Fantastic. Right now, First John five. First John five. Ah, uh, blue. Glory to God. Now, this, at this camp, we are going to bring out a mysterious enemy who is disturbing us and um, identify him and defeat him. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. I'm not so happy with my sound that I'm experiencing here. To try to improve it. My personal experience is not good. So I want to experience it better. Alright? Can you hear me? Now, um, I don't think it, it's working here anyway. If that's what you are hoping for. First John 5, verse uh, 4. Whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Who is he that overcometh the world? But he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God. Amen. Amen. Now, the, the reason why I'm describing this mysterious enemy, alright, is because the world is like, when you say who overcomes the world, it's like, who is the world? And where is the world? So that we can overcome the world. You get it? So, the world, you know, you, you hear about it. We even hear about being worldly, which is not spoken about much today in the church, but which we, we, we will talk about what it means to be worldly. But the fact that we are to overcome the world shows that there is a kind of enemy who must be defeated. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. And that that enemy is called the world. Are you with me? Yeah. So, it's like, what are we to overcome? Can we just know what it is and where it is so that we can defeat it? And how does this enemy fight us? 
Alright? Now, on the couple of Sundays ago, I was sharing with you about what the world is. But we'll go over that again. But before we do that, we must understand that the world is like a nebulous enemy. What is the meaning of nebulous? Check your dictionary. Nebulous. Huh? What does it mean? Easy. Vague. Indistinct. Are you there? Yeah. Cloudy. It's like, it's not clear. It's a vague, indistinct, not, not so clear, not so easy to put your finger on. That it is fighting you. But it is fighting you. Not so easy to identify and say, this is my enemy. I'm fighting this. It's a vague, indistinct enemy. Alright? And that enemy is called the world. Can, can you let the People who are shouting there. Okay, let everybody do that. All the workers should be quiet. <laughs> Why are you laughing? <laughs> okay, glory to God. So, God is, is helping us to identify this vague and indistinct enemy, which is really, I would say, the number one thing that is affecting all of us as young people and as grown-ups as well. But the grown-ups don't know that. They need what we are telling the young people even more than the young people need it. (laughs) You know? So when you are categorized as young, you should thank God because you get a whole lot of privileges. Yeah. Which the older ones actually need. But they think that they don't need it. So, the world being a vague and indistinct enemy is something that we are working hard to define. Because one of the main principles of war is know your enemy and know yourself. And in a hundred battles, you will never be in danger. Did you know that principle? Know your enemy and know yourself. And in a hundred battles, you will never be in danger. It's difficult to believe how important it is. But if you are going to invade an enemy, you are going to invade Ghana, you need to know where is the electricity coming from. It's coming from Akosombo. You need to know the way there so that you can bomb it. The lights will go off. But you also need to know your way to Abwazi Thermal Plant so that you can bomb that one too. Otherwise, when you put up Akosombo, there will still be lights. 
And you need to know your way to Buidang, all the way to the Brangahapo region. Be able to go there to bomb that one. And then after that, you need to know your way to, the, I think there is a badge. It's a boat that just gives electricity. You need to find it. You know, Africans always have temporary measures. Makeshift structures, kiosks, containers, tables, <laughs> and so on. It's a characteristic of African development and management. Makeshift, write it down, makeshift structures. It's a characteristic of African development. Instead of doing a permanent thing, we do something temporary. On a Yeah. So, makeshift structures. So, you have to find the badge. I think there is a boat that gives electricity. It's a badge. I don't know if they still use it, but they were using it some time ago. And then there is also a generator in Tema. A very big one, which generates electricity for Tema. Also, they have some. And a couple of generators here and there. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> so, if you don't know the way to all these places, you cannot attack effectively. That's one of the things you need to put out the lights. So that the country will be in darkness and they cannot, the, even the phones will not work. That you cannot call, you cannot do this. So they know all these things. So the American government some time ago sent a satellite around the whole world photographing the entire world. They photograph every country in detail. They have detailed maps of everywhere. So that should in case there's going to be a war or they need to fight you or invade you. They have detailed road maps and details of everywhere. And they, they can invade and they go. Otherwise, there's no way. When you land, you don't know where you are going. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So, you need to know your enemy and where your enemy is. Because if you don't know where he is, you, you will run and then you, you, you think you are attacking and he's so, completely somewhere else. And by the time you get there, his fuel will be finished. Your fuel will be finished. Oh, he is not even where you thought he was. He's much further. And once you don't know your enemy very well, you are just setting yourself up to be defeated. You get it? So that was one of the mistakes that Hitler made when he invaded Russia. He didn't know the kind of person called Stalin whom he was invading. That the Russians had the capacity to dismantle all the uh, factories that were on the way, on the way as the Germans were invaded. Russia is huge. It was, it was huge. It included Ukraine and all those countries. So, as they were coming, Stalin dismantled the whole factory. Can you imagine? Moved the roof, the beams, everything, all the machines, and took them deeper into Russia and reassemble the whole factory. Yeah. To make tanks. Because to fight a war, you need equipment and you need machines all the time. And you need to make them daily. Thousands of tanks. And what I got, they shoot them every day. You get it? Every day you go, there's so many are 
bombed out. So the, the war is very expensive. So if you don't have money, you can't fight. <laughs> and number two, if you don't have an industry behind you, you can't fight a war. That is why something like Boko Haram, it's quite clear that a powerful person, a powerful group of people with a lot of money are behind them, giving them another. It's no way. When they shoot once, on one day, their money will get finished. <laughs> are you with me? Yeah. So every, every war, we all know that there's a rich person or rich people, a lot of money behind it somewhere. Are you listening to me? Yeah. So, they didn't know that about Russia. They didn't know that they had a reserve army in Siberia who were specialized in fighting in snow. You get it? (laughs) Skiing. (laughs) Yeah. Fighting in the winter. Oh. They didn't know all these things. And they didn't know that the Russians had many, many, many people that they could redeploy, you know, when, there was, when, they, when they were fighting. So as they killed the Russians, more were recruited, you know. And it was, it was unfortunate. By the time they, they got to Moscow, I mean, that was the greatest mistake that the Germans made to invade Russia. And that was their end. It took some years for the end, but still it was the end. All right, so you need to know your enemy. Where is he and what is he? What is he like? And where is he located? So that you can defeat him. All right? So now when the Bible tells us, overcome the world, it's like, where is the world? I mean, am I not in the world? So to overcome where? What should I fight? You get what I'm saying? What is the enemy? What exactly is the enemy? If you don't know it, it will defeat you. And you will not know what happened to you. You just know that you've been defeated. Are you listening to me? So it is very important that every one of us know what the world is. Now the greatest evil that the world is doing to us is that it's putting us under pressure. You see, the world puts us under pressure that we are not even aware of. And that pressure is what destroys everything that is good and that God has for us. So, that is why the Bible says uh, in First John chapter 5, whatsoever is born of God, like if you are born again, you can overcome the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Okay? Who is he that overcomes the world? But he that believeth that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Amen. So you, when you have faith, when you believe in God, when you believe, are you with me? You will see that you will be able to overcome the world. Amen. So that brings us back to our topic of what is the world. Okay, so number one, the world is a place. Number one, the world is a place. 
that is described in the Bible. Amen. And, the, and in Isaiah 14, the world is a place. It's a physical place. Hallelujah. It's a, it's a place to be. You know, it's a place where we live. This world. Alright, so the, the world is a place. I'm defining what is the world. Okay? Isaiah 14 verse 16. They that see thee shall narrowly look upon thee and consider thee. Saying, is this the man that made the earth to tremble, that did shake nation, kingdoms, and that made the world as a wilderness and destroyed the cities thereof? Alright, Isaiah 14 and verse 16 is describing the world, the place. Okay, so number one, the world is a place. Okay, and to overcome includes overcoming the place. Okay, the place is where we are. Now, Adam and Eve were the first people to come into this place. And when they came into this place, they started crying. You see, they were crying because it was so different from where they had been before. And where they had been before, things were so nice. You get what I'm saying? Things were so nice. Things were so beautiful. And uh, now they were, now they were struggling in this terrible uh, environment. So they started crying. They started crying and crying and crying because they were forced to be here. You know? And when you read this book that describes Adam and Eve's situation, Eve tried to kill herself, you know, (laughs) because, yeah, she was blaming herself for what had happened. Yeah. You know, she was blaming herself for what had happened. Adam and Eve tried to kill themselves, but at a point they didn't eat, fell down. God had to raise them from the dead. (laughs) Oh yeah, they were really, they were really, really depressed, I tell you. You know? They were crying. They, did, they, 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 they needed to drink water. Before, they didn't need the water. They didn't have all the needs that they had. You know, they were not allowed to go back into the garden. There was a wild angel there. He was flashing his sword. <laughs> it was terrible. You know. It was a bad experience. So, but we are, you see, what it is is that we are, we are in the world. And from the time we came, we, we haven't met anybody who is not from here. So it's like you are sort of used to the bad conditions. 
<laughs> and that is how it is when, you know, you go to some of the rural areas in Ghana and even in the cities. You see people flowing. One of the things is you shouldn't feel sorry for people that people are feeling sad. They are not sad. In the villages, in the town, they are happy. Oh, yeah. Sometimes ago when I saw people in certain conditions, see that, oh, they don't have water, they don't have a road, they are, they are very sad. They are not sad at all. They are having a good time. You think that they are sad, but... So, you know, when white people come to Ghana, they feel that, oh, we, Kenya, we must be suffering. And they, they give testimony. I thank God I was not born in Africa. But we are, are we sad? We are not sad. Yeah. We are happy. We are also happy here. But they, they feel sorry for us. They feel we are sad. But we are, we are okay. And we are okay because, like, we don't know any, we don't know any other any other way things are. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. We don't know any other wilder way. We've always fetched water with buckets. We always have no water. No light. Yeah. No, no this, no that. We eat, we eat rice with a very small meat. It's not, a, it's not a big deal. But when, when, you have, when you have been at another place, in another circumstance, where you have had, you have never used a bucket to bath, when you put on the tap, the water comes... When you come to a place where you are now picking plane, you are picking the bucket. <laughs> it's like, it's like ah, what is this? Recently, I met some people who had come from abroad. One of them was saying, I cannot live in Ghana again. Because where they have been living, there's nothing like light off. It's not a light off. It's nothing. It's normal. For the lights to be off. Yeah. So, the reason why you are not crying in this world is because you've been in the world from the time you started. And you have not met somebody who was in the world before. Or who has gone to heaven and come and say, Hey, this place is terrible. <laughs> that is it. And it's the same thing in Ghana. All over there are people you think they are, they are suffering. They are happy because that is all that they know. And, and for them, hey, wait till man no see before. <laughs> and you, you would even think that they will not vote. But they vote. <laughs> they vote. And, and they feel... Yeah, these people are better. They didn't do anything, but at least we feel that we chose them, that it's better for us to choose them. So, that is it. Cry. So, the point that I'm trying to make, my dear friend, alright, 
is that uh, this world is a very strange and difficult place to live. It's very difficult. You see, and if you, if you listen carefully to what I'm sharing with you at this campaign, you, you can be very successful in this world. Because the world is so complex that coming here, you have to know how to live here. And if you don't know how to live here, you can't make it. It will be at the end of life that you will say, you know, listen, there are some keys that you need if you are staying here. And you will share exactly what Solomon said. You will give the same principles that the Bible gives about how to make it in this very difficult world. Yeah, but there's, so there's no need to wait to the end of your life so that you agree with the Bible. Agree with the Bible now. Amen. Now, now, now look at a place, a place that the ground has been cursed. That it will, it will yield eh, thorns and thistles. That is why people work for years and never become rich. Most, most of the lay pastors who did not come into the ministry because of their careers have regretted. Most of them. Even if they don't admit it. Some admit it, some don't admit it. They don't even just, they don't say anything anymore. They decided not to say anything about anything anymore. Why? Because they found out that the ground is cursed. Oh yeah, it doesn't easily yield riches to people. Very few people are able to make this ground yield riches. You can use your life to find out. <laughs> just, just use your life to find out. You, you will see that whether it is politics or medicine or law or administration or whether it is in England or America or Ghana, the ground is cursed. You'll find out. And you, you, you will agree. With it. But that's how this place is. So, God wants you to quickly believe a lot of things. That is why the way to overcome it is faith. Who is it that overcomes? He that believeth. Yes. This is the victory that overcomes the world. Even our faith. When you believe a lot of things early, you will overcome. But if you don't believe, you will discover and confirm all the truths that are already there. You just stamp it true. And then you die. This is, this is all true. Then you, then you go out of the world. How many want to be a confirmation of the Bible? So, you, you can rather choose to be a believer and believe a lot of things very, very early. You see, one of the one one person said to me after some years of following uh, deers and uh, wild animals, said to me that Bishop, you saw something long ago. Yeah. So the speed, the five determinants, see quickly, quickly, and you you will see that you will you will escape some of the evils that are in this place 
called the world. Hey! Are you there or you are going home? Wow. Amen. Now, number two, this world is a group of people. So I'm defining the enemy because I need you to know the enemy so that you can fight the enemy. Amen. The world is a group of human beings. And this is the second component that makes this world a very difficult place to be. Is the people that are here. Yeah. Seven billion of them. Selfish, lying, wicked, greedy, lustful, self-centered, demonized. Seven billion of them running towards hell. Yeah. Seven billion of them. And that makes this world a very dangerous and wicked place to be in. Yeah. Think of what they are doing in Nigeria. Boko Haram. You take away 200 young girls from their school. Have disappeared. Maybe forever. I mean, there is some, a very wicked person somewhere. And all over the world, they are abducting people, kidnapping people, raping women, killing, stealing. It's, it's a generalized evil that is all over the world. Huh? Are you there? Yes. Are you sure you are there? Yes. Amen. Amen. So this evil... Is caused by the type of people, people that have been invaded by demons for thousands of years. Originally, demons were not living in human beings. You get it? But they've, they've been invading human beings through the six holes that demons enter through. Yes. The six entry holes. You want to know the holes? I've not told you the holes before. Oh, okay. Yeah. Six holes which the demons have been entering human beings. And they have entered and entered and entered until many human beings are so demonized that they behave like the devil. Yes. Actually behave like the devil. I tell you, even Christians have a lot of devils in them. Number three. The world is a system a system governed by, sev- by certain values. Amen. And beliefs.
You get it? It's a system. Now, in this modern world, like, let's, let's, let's take, um, like the world that we, that we know today. Some time ago, the world was thought to be divided into uh, castes, like the, the royal or the rich, and then the commons. So that, that's why you have house of lords and house of commons. It's like commoner. You are a commoner or you are in the upper class. So the world was divided like that. And then when they had the French Revolution, you know, then they came up with the three principles which Napoleon, uh, not Napoleon, the French Revolution guys said. Egalité, which is equality. Egalité, um, who speaks French here? Equality. Do you know who did French Revolution? Where, where, are, they? where are the, the history students? Political science. Egalité what? Ah. Who did French? You speak French. Ah. Stand up the francophone uh, people who have come for the camp. What, what do they say? French, French, uh, the egalité, something, something. Three words. Equality, freedom. How do you say free? Liberté, égalité. Égalité is equality. Liberté and what? Uh-huh. Liberté and something, yeah. Fra- fraternity? No. Unity? No. No, it's not unity. <laughs> fraternity? Fraternity means what? Fraternity means what? Brotherhood. Ah. Fraternity. Fraternity? Ah, okay. Egalité, liberté, fraternity. French Revolution. The three, yeah. And I think the three colors. Pour water on these people. I think they're, they're from French. Somebody should give them some water because you are, you are, you are French. Fire them gently, gently. Don't be wicked. Don't go too near. Ah. Ah. My friend. It's not with you. Come. Stand here. Fire him. Okay. Sit down. The gun is spoiled. Go and repair it. We need a gun in the church. Now, today, our world is governed by certain beliefs. Do you understand? Even in Ghana, you can see like democracy. Everybody has a map. Everybody has a map. Okay. 
If your crimes are very serious, you receive the whole bucket. Okay. Now, what was I saying? Democracy. Yeah, so like that's how the system is. You know? Uh-huh. Let's say in Africa too, we have like chiefs, chieftaincy. It's like, yeah, you know, chiefs are there forever. We are here, the nananum, nime, naname, isn't it? And so on. The Togbis and the, 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 the Yana, the Yanas, and the what? Yagbonrura. Yes. So all these people, there is a system. And that is the world system, what the world believes. Like in, we believe that a man should chase a woman, not a woman chase a man. There is not written anywhere, but it's like it's a system that what we sort of believe. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. But there is no law. I mean... A brother probably should have been somebody we could propose to. For you to go and think about it. But, but that is not the system or the values that are pertaining now. So now if you are a sister, you sort of have to wait till somebody comes to propose to you. Oh! It's, it's really some way. But that is the world you have found yourself in. So it's a place, it's a place with a certain system and a certain group of values. Are you understanding? And those values and those things affect us, whether we like it or not. You get it? Yeah. And, you know, you just have to accept it. You see somebody whom you know should not be, but he is. He's he's chosen. He becomes the chief. Yeah. Can be chosen to be the Asantehine. You'll be surprised. What? This, this guy, but that is the system. Is the sister's nephew's son, daughter's son. That is it. That is the system they have there. You've got to accept it. Yeah. Or you see somebody just because he's handsome, is chosen to be a president. You say, but what qualities does he have? So, oh, you're fine, pa. That's, that's, the, that's, that's the world we live in. And that world is affecting us. Yeah. It's affecting us. So, when we talk about overcoming, it's like being able to overcome and override the system that is there. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, like, like a pastor like myself, whether I like it or not, there are powers that are there. There are governmental powers. Whether you believe in them or not, you have to know that in this world that we live in, these things exist. When we are in Lagos, you can have somebody who just gets up and bans churches. Say churches shouldn't meet here. Churches shouldn't do this. You know, when and they say that the, 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 the level, the standards of education are falling in the university because of the churches. What kind of absurdity is that? The standards would be falling because one lecturer will be lecturing, lecturer will be lecturing 1,500 people. And you ask yourself, is it a miracle service? <laughs> or is it a lecture? You get it? That, that is what affects the standards. That is what is affecting the standards, not the churches. If anything, the churches may help the morals of the people. Are you listening? So, the point that I'm trying to make is that the point that I'm trying to make is that there is a world we have come into. It has a vice chancellor, it has a lecturers, lecturers, it has dean of students. I mean, we just have to deal with them and work with them and work within if you take a country like Ghana, you know, like, why should English be our uh, national language? And, and why is P not the national language? Do you see? But if you chose P, the Ghana will say, no, it's, it's Ghana. <laughs> and the Fantis will say, no, I can't speak P. It's true. So you have an odd world. Very odd. But that's the way it is. You have people who are ruling themselves who cannot rule. Like nations which have governments which cannot rule. But that's just the way it is. You have to allow it. We want to be the leader and you can lead. Of nothing. The leaders of dust. You get it. But that's the way it is. You have to allow it. So even a lot of white people don't respect us. Because when they come to our countries, I mean, if you go abroad and you come, you know that white people don't have any respect for Africans. Not, they will not say it, but it's in their heads. But when they come and they say, oh, ooh, why? You know, can't you think? What are you doing? You don't have money. But you have money to send 1,500 uh, supporters to go and watch Africa Cup. And hire six jets, huge jets to carry them. Because 300 people died in Malaysian aeroplane crash. You need 
five of that huge, that's the biggest type of plane. Not the very biggest, but one of the largest size, the large size. You need five of that to take. Uh, yes, 1,500. To and fro. And if you want to hire a, a jet which takes uh, eight people from South Africa to here, it costs about $150,000. Yeah. Yeah, just eight people. Private jets. That's about $150,000. If not more. You hire the big one, five. Up and down. So, you just look. Oh, you are, you are, you are buying sanitary pads. For the nation. It's fantastic. But that's, that's the system. And you have to allow, you have to allow, shh, you have to allow it. If it if, so that's what I said. The, the, the white people, they can't, they have no respect. When you are buying 11.3 million euros of sanitary pads alone, you are taking a loan to buy 11.3 million euros of sanitary pads. They just look and say, oh yes, we have the factories. Sure. And they are so happy to get somebody to order 11 million euros of sanitary pads. It's fantastic. But that's the world. And the world is run in absurdity. You can't even believe that that's how the world is. Or, or, listen, or you take America, the nuclear weapons, I mean one cruise missile, one cruise missile, a cruise missile means that it can go into there and cruise <laughs> for thousands of miles till it gets to where it is going and it will explode. Wow. With pinpoint accuracy. can come through the door. can come through the window. It can choose the window and it will come through that window. Yeah. They decide in America and it will come through the window. <laughs> and, and one of these things costs millions and they make plenty and stockpile them one aeroplane with a hundred and something million dollars they are there plenty they've made it to fight a war to fight wars but some people are hungry here some people need money but it's like to all be used for that and, to fight and to kill. That, that's the world we are in. That's, that's just how the world is. And this is the world you have been born into. And this is the world in which you have to be a Christian. And this is the world in which you have to be a minister of the gospel. And this is the world in which you have to do well. Personally for yourself. This is the world in which you have to get married. Yeah. That, that's how the world is. You've been born here. You know, so it's, it's a system, and, and if you don't take it, the system can quench you. Yeah, because you didn't understand that system. Every country you go to, you must know the rules that are there, otherwise, you are done for. Yeah. Are you listening to me? Now, the next one, number four. The world that we know. Is one of several worlds. Several worlds. Different, different, different worlds. 
Because the Bible mentions there are different worlds. And as you can see, the people are always looking for the worlds, different worlds. Sky, wars, and those kind of things. Hebrews 1, 2. It says, Has in this last day spoken unto us by his Son, whom he has appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds, plural. So our world is one of many worlds. Hebrews 11 verse 3. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So there are different worlds or a number of different worlds. Amen. That started at a point in time. Amen. Number five. The world is a system and a group. Okay, that came into existence at a particular time it started to exist. So the world that we know today started at a point. That is why the Bible speaks of the foundations of this world. Are you listening to me? It says, For then must he have often suffered since the foundation of the world. Hebrews 9 and verse 26. Alright? And finally... This world that we know has replaced an old world. Second Peter chapter 2, verse 4 and 5. If God spared not the old world, but saved Noah the eighth person. Alright, the world that we know today is different from the world that was there before the days of Noah. So Noah is like a kind of Adam. Did you know that? Huh? Noah is like Adam. Like from Adam came the whole world. The whole world comes from Adam. But that, that world was, was uh, wiped away. Then a new world came. And that world was brought in by Noah. So Noah and Adam are two founders of two different worlds. The world that was there in the time of Noah is called the old world. Is it in your Bible? Did you read it? Or you want to check that scripture? Did I give it to you? What did I say? Second Peter chapter 2, verse number what? 4 and verse number 5. Amen? If God spared not the angels that sinned, but cast them down to hell... And deliver them into chains of darkness to be reserved unto judgment and spared not the old world. The old what? The old what? World. The same Noah. Okay? That is why Adam and Noah and what happened to them concern us greatly. The two Old Testament characters Whose, what, what happened to them affect the whole world, are Adam and Noah. Like it affects everybody. Because what happens at the beginning affects everyone. Sometimes when you see somebody who is paralyzed, or I don't know if you've seen them twisted, sometimes daft, or um, mentally retarded and so on. It's from the beginning when they were born. When they were coming out of the womb. The head was squeezed too much. 
or the baby couldn't breathe quickly enough till the oxygen was reduced in the baby's brain until some of the parts of the brain died. Do you understand? And then the person comes out with the effects of that part of the brain dying. Are you understanding? Yeah. So, what happened to the person at the beginning affects the whole life. And I, I used to know that, especially when my father, when we were, when we were doing horse racing, my father's horses were running because, you know, the race course was using the oldest method possible to start the race. If you look, if you, you should Google it and you see horse racing in England. Every horse is in a small cubicle with a little gate. And when they say, ready, steady, go, the doors swing open for everybody. Everybody is waiting. And as soon as the doors swing open, then everybody charges out. Do you see? But in Ghana, we were not using that because they couldn't buy I don't know whether they wouldn't buy it or I don't know what. You know, the same management leadership ways that we have. But what they had here was an old net. Something like a net that was spread from here to here. And it was thick as wide as this. And it was it would be down. And all the horses will be behind the net. And the horses are very frisky. Some will be jumping. Some will turn this way. Some will go this way. Some will jump towards the thing. You have to bring them back. Go around. And then line up everybody. Once everybody is done a particular second, then they, they, they put up a flag ahead. And the green flag, when that green flag comes up, it's any moment from now. So everybody, and the horses are animals. They are frisky, some will turn. And just at that particular point, the man will press the button. Bah! As soon as he press the rope, the net will just go up. And then everybody starts running. But when you start running, your horse may have turned here. You get what I'm trying to say? And everything, you have to turn around and go. So you see that what happens at the beginning affects the whole race. Yeah. Are you understanding? Yeah. Now, if the guy wants to rig the race, he'll wait till your horse has turned away. Then he'll press it and then he'll go up. Oh, yeah. Just like certain countries' elections. Are you listening to me? Yeah. So Adam and Noah were like that. Like what happened to them has affected everything in this world. Adam has affected everything by the curse and the punishment on Adam. Eve sucking us from the garden, cursing the ground, making it difficult to prosper. Very, look, when they get the ground is cursed, it's like all work that human beings will do will be difficult and will rarely yield riches. A good harvest. Yeah. I'm telling you. 
If you can bet with me, I can, you can check all those who finished school 10 years ago, 20 years ago, and check the average status is like to eat and to drink, basically. Management. You are able to become like multi, you know, and even those who become multi-millionaires are owing money. When they also review, they say, ha! As a it is not as you think. That's Adam and Eve. And women have been cursed with two curses, of which most women don't even really understand. One is to like a man. You know, that, that means that it is a punishment. It's part of your punishment. How can your punishment be enjoyed? So you see ladies inexorably desiring a man. Hey! And that is where most ladies get their whippings from. It's from men and relationships with men and marriage. Most of your whippings are from that. Your lashings. Yes. So if you, if, if you can catch some wisdom early, you'll you be surprised. Yeah, really affects you. And then children, having of children is the other weapon. So that's why when a lot of ladies say, I want to work for God, oh, Bishop, we just look at you and say, oh, thank God, thank God. Thank God. We are waiting for the lashes to start. If you are able to go through that, and in spite of the marriage and children, you are able to work for God then you see that you are on the road to really doing something. But many, many, many are not. So we enjoy you when you are not yet in relationships or you are not yet married. We are, we are enjoying you. We are just waiting for you to change. Your marriage to come and spoil things. And we pray that you will recover. And overcome. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Are you listening to me? And then Noah has affected everything. Noah also had three sons. There was no all people in the world come from three men. Shem, Ham, and Japheth. And you can see the world is divided. Blessed be the God of Shem. That means Shem's God will be blessed. Like if Shem has God, that God is, is lucky power because the way Shem is going to be religious uh, is very wild. And Shem is the Middle East people. Ah. So that is why religions come from there. Yeah. Christianity, uh, Judaism, Islam. It's like it's all from Shem. Because Shem people there. I tell you, they, they, they really know how to worship God. Blessed be the God of Shem. It's like Shem's God is a blessed God. <laughs> if you are the God of other groups, see that they worship you like a this, like a that, not fully. They don't worship you with strength. They don't give everything to, to worship you, just partly. Yeah. It's true. Different groups of people worship God differently. 
White people worship God differently from black people. Yeah. There are differences. If, if the, you see, there was a time when the mantle of the anointing and the presence of God was on white people and not on black people. That is when they became missionaries and went to all the world. Today, it is on black people. And we are watching black people. What are we emphasizing on? Yeah. So you see. So, blessed be the God of Shem. Like, Shem's God is a lucky God. Because the way they worship God is too wonderful. And then, Japheth shall be greatly enlarged. Japheth is the European nations. You can check your Dix Bible. You see the, all the people that came from Japheth. All the European nations and those people, Asia, greatly enlarged, expanded. They have built the cities of the world, the inventions, the riches. Europe is known as the richest sector of the world. You get it? All, the, all America is Europe. Americans are Germans, like Schwarzenegger. It's a German name. Yeah, we're like Schwarz. Schwarz is black in German. Schwarzenegger. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a German name. Clinton. Clinton is Irish. They're from Ireland. All right. A lot of the people in Canada... And across were from France. That's why they still even speak French. And um, many, many famous uh, Americans will all tell you I'm from here, or this part of England, from here, from all, they're all from England, Spain, different countries. You get it? And then they all went there. So it's, it's all the Japheth shall be pretty and large. Then Ham will be the servant of servants. Naham was the father of Egypt, Sudan, Ethiopia, and all these other groups of people. You get it? So, you realize that Noah, what Noah said about his three sons, that's what is happening. And it affects the whole world. So, Adam and Noah are similar in the sense that they they are both founders of worlds. Founders of the world. Are you, are you understanding what I'm saying? They are world founders. <laughs> Not founders of churches. Founders of worlds. The whole world. is the founder of the whole world. Are you understanding something about Noah and Adam? They are world founders. So the old world that was there when Noah was there. So the summary of what we are saying is that the world is, can be described as being uh, a, a place, a wild place, with wild people in a wild system. Are you understanding? A wild place with wild people in a wild system, operating in a wild system together. Yeah, that is, and that is where we were born. And we are happy because we don't know that there are higher and better places easier to function than what we are having now. Are you understanding what I am explaining to you? 
Are you getting the explanation? Amen. Alright. So God is now telling us, who is he that overcomes the world? Uh So three things always you must think about when we are talking about overcoming the world. The place. It's like how to do well here. Now, amongst our missionaries, we have category A, B, and C missionaries. Yeah, we have three types of missionaries. Category A, B, and C. Yeah. Now, category A missionaries can be anywhere. Yeah. They can be. They can be sent to a far nation. And they can be at a very far place and do well. Those are category A missionaries. Anywhere, really, with their wives or whoever they are with, they, they will do well. With different language, different groups of people. They are able to function and they are able to do well. Category B missionaries cannot do what category A missionaries do. They can do well up to a point. And at a point, really, they, 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 they cannot. Sometimes category B missionaries can only be assistants, but cannot be the head of the mission. Because they are category B missionaries. Are you listening to me? Yeah. And because sometimes going into a new environment sort of throws them off. They become unable to function. They cannot relate with certain people. They cannot do certain things. No, they, 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 they cannot even be international. When, when you try to show them international things, they cannot. They cannot relate with the rich. They cannot relate with important people. They cannot relate with governments. They, they, they are not able to. And category C can only function in their country. Yes, and nearby. And with a lot of supervision. Yes. Category A missionary do not need much, any, very, they need very little supervision. Category B missionary will be sitting there, kneading, prodding, in, pu- pushing on, and making to do things, and so on. They cannot communicate very well, and so on. Now, what it is the, it is the place you send them that reveals the kind of person he is. Because places are different. If you are sent to be a missionary in Tema, it is very different from being sent to be a missionary in Mombasa. Yeah, very different. You may do so well in Tema, but if you are sent to Mombasa, that is when we will see that you are not international. If you are sent to be a missionary in 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 in, in Swedru, you may be able to do well there. But maybe if you were sent to um, Bohikon Abome, huh? Do you know Bohikon Abome? It is in it is in Benin. Yeah. 
That's where the capital of voodoo is. If you are sent to Bohikon Abome, you may not be able to function because of the kind of person that you are. You don't listen to instructions. You will not learn how to speak French. You will be preaching in English in a country that doesn't speak English. And French people, they rarely value uh, speaking of French. That is why of all the countries that were sent to America, Ireland, England, uh, whatever, it's only the French people that kept, kept their language. Yeah, that's why in part, in part of Montreal, this part of Canada, they speak French and they only speak French. You don't come with your English. Yeah. And you are sent there, but you are speaking English there. Even in the house, you are still speaking English to your wife. It is because you are a category B or C missionary. Oh yeah, but they don't do well. They don't do well. And what I'm trying to say is that the place overcomes you. Like the French overcomes you. The Spanish overcomes you. The language overcomes you. And the people, how they are. Because they also can't change to what you are. You have to change to what they are. But you can't change. Because of how you are. You are a category B or C missionary. Yeah. So as you've come into the world, you may be a category A person. Category B or C. So this world may floor you. Or you may do well under supervision. A lot of supervision. That would be B. And C, it's like you shouldn't have even come. Better is he that was not born than both they who are alive and those who have seen what the evil that is in this world. So what I'm trying to say is that when we send missionaries, we are learning and seeing different types of people. I'm, look, I tell you, some of the people that we send, as we send, we've realized that they are not international people. Later, they can't even relate with the airport. They can't relate with... I mean, yeah, you may never have been on a plane before. That is not the point. Everybody has the first time that he... he there are many people here have never sat on a plane before. It's not a handicap. There is a first time for everything for everybody. And there is nothing wrong with that. The first day, and if you are not ashamed, anything you don't know, you ask, what, what is it? What is that? When they mention it, say, please, what is that? I don't know what that is. Yeah, you don't have to be ashamed. People will laugh and say, please, you don't know what is that? Oh, no, it shows that you are bush. That is why you are laughing. You are a bushman. Everybody had the first day that he, he does something or goes somewhere. Are you listening to me? And you're all going to have your first day at that. But there are some people, even though it's your first time, you are able to rise up and then operate within that new environment. Now, that, that is the same thing. As you come into the world, you've come. Yeah. But it's like the world is quenching you. The world is, the world is defeating you. And by the time you are 40... You are going to be the greatest poverty-stricken brother struggling in this world who cannot make it. Because the way the world is, and because you are category C or D, even, 
You see that? You see that? I mean, Charlie, you can't make it at all. And some of you, because you are category B, some category B people look like A. But because they are sort of very obedient and communicative and they always take instructions, even though they are B, sometimes even C's, by listening, always, okay, do this, okay, I do this, okay, do this, I do this. I keep, they keep listening, so they keep doing well, but, but they are really under a lot of supervision. It's true. And you find out that a lot of sisters sometimes uh, become more, uh, they, are, they, are more, they more listen, more obedient. Do you understand? So sometimes they even do well. Sometimes I've noticed that many of the ladies are wiser than their husbands in the marriage. No, you see, when I say good things about sisters, don't be jealous because they also have the time when it is not good for them. You get what I'm saying? Is it not true? Yeah. So don't, don't, don't be jealous. Okay? Don't be jealous. Don't, 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 don't say that, you know, he's saying whatever about the sisters. No, it's, it's a reality. You know, you have to, you have to accept both sides. In, in my experience as a pastor of pastors, not a, a, not a pastor of pastors that mean like a very great pastor. I'm saying that there are pastors who are, I pastor them. <laughs> Don't think of great things. Think of low things. <laughs> I find out that the wives, a lot of wives, have more common sense, like sense that is available to the common man. <laughs> Which should be used. You see, a lot of things need common sense to do well. Yeah. But you find out that the people discard their brains when they get to a certain point. So I don't need brains. I can function without brains. Just stomach. I just work with the stomach. So, coming into this world, everybody here is virtually a missionary into this world. And everybody is going to perform or not perform. One day I went to ask my mother for something. You know, because my mother has helped me a lot. I went to ask my mother for something. And my mother said to me, look, I have given all of you children the same thing. I was surprised because I thought she had given me more than everybody else. <laughs> then she went and brought a file. Yeah, she went and brought a file. And she showed on the paper what she had given me and all my half four sisters. She showed the same thing. And I was surprised. And she said, everybody used what I gave them differently. Yeah, everybody used it differently. This one used it for this. This one used it for that. This one used it for this. And you used yours for what you used yours for. And every, everybody's going to turn out differently. So later on, you may think, you are favored. You have had this. You have had... No. But all the children have been given a certain chance. And it's how you use it. So you have all been born into this world. Welcome. Shake your neighbor and say, welcome to the world. Wow.
Are there people standing outside who want to come in? Yeah. Are you there or you are going home? So, so that is why I was sharing you about the determinants. It's like they determine how things will turn out for you in the world. Yeah. They determine a lot of things. As, as well as many other things that are going to determine a lot of things. And, and you see that very much in the world system. Amen. Are you there or you are going home? You are still around.